0: Welcome to NetFront Presence. I'm Jeff Gordon, the post by our beat reporters for the St. Louis Blues, Jim Thomas and Tom Timmerman. And, and once again, fellas, our heroes entertain the masses with their performance against the Vegas Golden Knights. But, you know, it was nice to see them score some goals and they were up and down the ice, but man, even in a game that would, they won by three goals, they gave up JT. They gave up a lot of chances. Mark Stone hits a, hits a, Crossbar, Mark Stone misses an open side of the net. The puck's bouncing every which way with uh, Bennington doing snow angels. Um, it's a win, JT, but boy, there's work to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, there is. And you've got to remember you were playing Vegas without Marcia. So, uh, Shea Theodore and, uh, Patch, Patch already. So they were missing some of their big guns before we get too much further though. I'd like to say hello to Justin. He's a, uh, regular, uh, listener of the Netfront front presence. Saw him out at, uh, at Centene and Justin, sorry for the, uh, we had some technical issues last week. So we, we got our, our the net, the net front, we we, we uh, didn't get it going until a couple of days late. But hello to you, Justin. But yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny. Usually I'm the one saying it's the defense and Tom is saying it's the offense. That's the, uh, that's the issue. But really lately it's, it's been the, um, it's been the offense. I mean, this is a three goal league you got to score three goals really to have a good chance to, uh, to win. And the blues have been on the, uh, on the wrong end of that uh, a little bit, but yeah, there's still issues, still inconsistency. We'll we'll see now, you know, if they can, if they can get anything going from the the blues point of view, Uh, you know, Baruby said many times, Hey, even during that losing streak, there were, there were a lot of games where we were right there. Uh, But we're not, we're not playing horseshoes here to use the old cliche. So, Let's see if they can uh, they can get some something going because we're we're approaching the the quarter mark of the season, and kind of a picture is emerging, and it it really looks like a five team race in the uh, uh, in the uh, central. I had to think of the name of the division again <laughs> this year, but because uh, you you know we're going to hear from Colorado a, a, as we get going, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens here.
2: Yeah, the third period last night was certainly a uh, an adventure. Um, and and we've certainly seen the Blues blow leads in the third period to Vegas before. Um, so that wouldn't have been you know, you could <laughs> you got those bad vibes. So, the first two periods, well, the last half of the first period and the second period, you know, they played very well and they controlled the game and they created chances. But yeah, you know, Vegas could have had some goals, but um, you know, the Blues hadn't gotten breaks in some previous games, they got breaks yesterday, things went their way, and um, you know, they got a win it was more of the blueprint that they need to play when they were at their best in that game. That was kind of blues hockey. Um, you know, getting it to go 60 minutes remains a challenge.
0: Yeah. On the plus side, uh, David prawns trying to get going again and trying to make that connection work with Ryan O'Reilly. He's, uh, he, he was throwing pucks in the general direction of the net from everywhere, <laughs> which didn't result in, in personal glory for himself, but he did pick up a couple of assists. And he's just trying to getting back to at least trying to drive play JT, trying to make some things happen. And, um, and certainly, you know, from that standpoint, it was a step forward for David Perron.
1: Yeah. And he has been getting some assists lately. And now this is, uh, 13 games for him, which, uh, uh, matches his longest uh, dry spell since he's, he's been a, uh, been a blue. So, uh, uh, it's no longer just a, a couple of games, but it, it looks like O'Reilly's back on his game. And, uh, they obviously, you know, stating the obvious, they need, uh, they need those two going to really have a, uh, successful team. And, and, uh, uh, you know, you, you hope it goes forward Perron, you know, he is, he is getting some, uh, some good looks and, uh, you know, he's in a contract here, so, uh, uh-huh. we'll see what happens with him. Yeah. Blues have 10 goals in their
2: past three games. Perron has assists on five of them. So half of the goals in the last three games he's been involved in. And the first goal last night, I mean, he did one of those classic David Perron things where he had the puck and they could not get it from him. And he skated, you know, around about a third of the rink uh, to get in position to make that shot. So, um, you know, he's hitting the shots aren't going in, but he's, he's doing the other things, but, Ultimately, David Perron going to be a goal scorer. But at least right now, while he's not scoring goals, he is doing making plays in other ways. Of course, the
0: flip side of that is Brandon Saad. He uh, he's a guy that has just has a knack for he's not a giant goal scorer or, or a giant offensive player, but he just has a knack for getting his share of goals, which he is which he's done lately. And he scores kind of a, a classic uh, pretty good goal scorers goal where the pucks in the slot. He's in the slot pucks bouncing around in the slot. Eventually he corrals it and, and, and gets it past uh, Robin Leonard, who despite his enormous size, which normally if he was just standing in front of the net would be difficult to, to beat, he managed to be a little bit off center so that his enormous width uh, was not able to, uh, to defend this particular goal. And he, you know, but again, credit to uh, credit to sod who just, he's, he's, he's doing his part. It's basically a third line guy, getting some love uh, with uh, Shen out in terms of power play time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he is. And, and he's been, uh, he, he's been kind of even, even with Shen out, he's kind of been bouncing back and forth uh, between the first and second units with the uh, but, uh, you know, he's been on the first unit lately and, uh, uh, yeah, Baruby loves the guy he, he'll drive the net. He's got, got some speed. Uh, Baruby likes the fact that he'll drive the net uh, and, and use that speed to, uh, drive the net wide, but, uh, uh you know a lot of his goals comes when he's just crashing the net or in front of the net and uh yeah the panda he he had uh, he had uh he had a tough night last night
2: I was talking about Perron having assisting on 50% of the blues goals over the last three games Sada scored 40% of the blues goals over the last three games so um uh right there there's a a valuable asset you know he he's got a very good shot he, that's uh, one of his strengths is his success rate you know he's way above the league average on uh, on putting pucks in the net, and um, boy, you know that's something the Blues could use because they've missed a whole lot of good scoring chances uh, during these past uh, two or three weeks.
0: On on one of the plays set up by David Prahn, just a, a kind of a, a classic Ryan O'Reilly goal where he is in a uh, he's in a tough angle, but with the stick he uses and the dexterity that he has, he can. Uh, he can make some plays from some odd places on the ice just because he can control the puck and he can, he can, his, his ability to, uh, you know, almost be surgical with, in certain situations with his ability, you know, just getting the puck and doing something with it. Uh, You know, he, he's not a, there's nothing flashy about Ryan O'Reilly, but I I guess if I was to pick a a classic O'Reilly goal would have been that from the, from really just a sharp angle where it wasn't much
1: to, wasn't much to shoot at, but, but he, but he hit it. Yeah, and it was a quick shot, one that maybe uh, uh, Leonard wasn't expecting. <coughs> kind of a, a page out of the uh, the James Neal playbook too. We see Neal do that a lot with just a quick shot from from uh, uh, the unpredictable angle. And your first thought is, "Boy, why is he launching that?" And then it goes in the net uh, some of the time. And 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 so it's good to see O'Reilly uh, <coughs> shooting more uh, than he than he has at times. He has kind of a knack. <coughs> It's a little bit of Robert Tom, Tomitis, I guess you'd call it, where he defers too much. But it's good to see him be a little more aggressive and, and look for his shot.
2: Yeah, and right before that, just a few seconds before, he had, she was in the <laughs> slot, rebound came to him, and he just whipped. You know, and he just did not get a stick on it. And, and that's been kind of how it's been for Ryan O'Reilly. He's been talking about, you know, jokingly about how COVID apparently has ruined his touch and it has gone to his hands. Uh, and he, he has not been able to do anything like that. Finally, I mean, the first time since he got, since he was out with COVID, uh, that he got a goal. And it's been a month, uh, you know, pretty much since he last scored. So uh, a big thing, you know, it's one goal, but uh, uh, the Blues need to get him, get more going from him. we've talked quite a bit
0: about the need for the, uh, the guys on the Blue Line to drive more play. And just, you know, flat out score more goals because this team does have a ton of offensive ability on the blue line. And uh, and Justin Falk finally uh, gets his uh, milestone goal. Really a uh, interesting play where he just goes for it. You know, he heads out to the a uh, left point for, for Vegas, heads out there, makes a steal, and just takes off as a forward would and went in and finished as a forward would, which has, you know, been prior to St. Louis, the kind of a play that Justin Falk was known for, but certainly... Um, at, at that point in the game as it turned out uh, it was a goal that uh helped flip the game for good and and make the lead stand up
1: yeah and uh a couple of weeks ago robert thomas said hey this guy is faster than you think he tested really well you know they show up to camp and they get they, they get certain uh physical tests and uh he tested really well in terms of uh, uh of speed and he showed it there and it, it, it's surprising to see him fall because he you know Huge lower tor- torso. He, he's built like a, 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 foot, a f- football uh, fullback, but uh, he can get down the ice and, and he sure uh, uh, flashed it there. We, we, we talked pretty early in the, uh, the net front this season, just about, you know, you have Petro gone, uh, Donna's gone to Seattle in the expansion draft. How you, you know, the, the Blues needed to find some scoring on the blue line. Because one of the, the big chunks, big parts of, the, of their offense was their blue line scoring. They've been first or second in the league in goals by defensemen, oh, I don't know, the last two, three, uh, uh, four years. And so it, it, it's good to see that in, 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 in fall. Now, I think we saw early in the game the danger, and I think this is kind of an underrated thing. Uh, I, I believe Bozak talked about it last night. A lot of times, not just the forwards, but this is a more aggressive offensive-minded team. The defensemen will cheat up, and it got the Blues both times early. You know, uh, uh, Krug started to just uh, uh, scream up the ice, and uh, he he didn't wait until he was sure the puck was cleared, and he left Mark Stone standing right in front of the net, and we saw the nefarious uh, Mark Stone uh, uh, score the goal. And the other time, a little bit better excuse, Uh, You know, Krug was pinned against the boards, but still, you know, a forward should rotate back, and and that didn't happen. You know, Bozak said they talked about. I said, "Hey, let's let the defense set up the offense. Let's quit cheating on offense." And boom, they they scored five goals in a row.
2: Blues have played eighteen games now. They've got nine goals from defensemen: Uh, three from Falk, three from Krug, one from Pareko, uh, and then the Bortuzzo and Mikula goals, which are kind of, we'll, we'll set on the side. But, um, you know, you think Perunovic is going to get some at some point. That was the first game of the year in which uh, they've got two goals from defensemen in the same game. Um, but, um, you know, Falk made some things happen, certainly last night, certainly an assist on, uh, on the second goal in that game. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's an area in which they, they need to get. They generally have gotten better production, out of their, out of their defense. But also, yeah, when you look at a team that no longer has a Petrangelo, no longer has a Dunn, uh, it's going to be a little tougher. No. And we will not on the net front,
0: we will not set aside a Nico goal, Nico mania here. Um, he uh, three on two rush and uh, the big fella got up and down there. I said, first of all, let's talk about the fact he's making a rare appearance. Robert Bortuzzo gets dinged up. So Nico gets in the, in the mix. And he, he's played so little hockey this year. One, it just can't be easy. And then, of course, you miss time. You're on the shelf, and you, you're not practicing. Now you got to come back. You haven't played much. You're out now. You come back. You're trying to get back in. Really, it's uh, this has been a nightmare for our guy. And uh, but it's interesting to see him get out there. And, and so, what other than the goal? What'd you think? Did he survive returning to active duty uh, and again? And it
1: became kind of a scrambly game with some scrambled uh, pairings. Yeah, he, uh, uh, I, I really thought he'd be rusty. He didn't look rusty at all. Looks like he's been working on his shot while he's been out. I mean, where did that come from? A pretty pretty quick release. I don't think the Panda thought it was coming. I mean, it's it's Nico Mikola. Uh, Leonard's probably thinking, okay, he's not going to shoot it. I'm going to look the other way. But the thing I always look for with Mikola is his puck management. How is he getting it out of his own end? That's been the thing, according to Berube, that's held him back. And uh, he was pretty good with that. He was pretty good with his uh, zone exits and, and, and getting rid of it quick. Uh, he's got that, uh, as Jeff Gordon would call it, He's he's got some irritability uh, back there, and you like to see that. Uh, he's a guy that I think is going to get bigger and stronger. He's got that long reach. And, uh, man, if he can pop in a goal even, you know, I don't know, every 15 games, something like that, every now and then anyway, that, that that's – just an added plus. But the big thing to me, again, was his puck management. It was, it was pretty good. You know, Brian, um, great shooting percentage now. I
2: believe Nico has two shots on goal uh, this season, and he's scored on one of them. So uh, at, at that rate, you'll be doing well. Um, you know, and then credit to Robert Thomas. You're coming down on a break like that. You think, I'm, I'm going to pass to Nico Mikula? I mean, that is that is confidence right there. I said, this, this is going to cross him up. They will never expect. The Nico Mikula shot, you know, his, his numbers were good. Uh, his, his course, he was about 50, 50 last night. Um, you know, he, uh, he played a lot though. They more so than in the previous times when he was, you know, he was at eight minutes, I think in one game and 12 in another, he got 16 minutes last night um, played with Perunovic. Um, it, it, they got to find out about Mikula because, you know, he's we always talk about, you know, Jeff, the, the, do they need another you know a big left-sided guy? Is Nico Mikla the answer? And you got to find out is, is the answer here or do they need to go out and find somebody? Well, JT, uh, regular listeners of
0: the net front will know that um, I have uh, back from time to time touted this as the uh, the defensive pairing of the future. <laughs> Nico and uh, Perino, Perinovich. You got the big guy and you got the little scooter. So I, you know, and maybe it was only for one game. But see, it's been a prophecy that came true. I mean, if this may be it for them. I don't think so. I think they could actually do it. I think they actually could have a future. This thing's going to shake out at some point where they're going to make some changes with their blue line. But, hey, this is a combination, at least looking at it, makes sense.
1: Yeah, and they didn't start out the game playing together, but it was an early switch. And you know how Baruby is. Most coaches, they are uh, creatures of habit. They're very superstitious. You win. You, you post a 5-2 win with this lineup. So, uh, I, I would, uh, uh, I, I, I would bet that, uh, uh, you know, we're going to see uh, that pairing again and that uh Bortuzzo will, uh, will be watching the uh, Detroit game from the press box. And, uh, you know, to, to Tom's point, you know, Bortuzzo's uh, contracts up after this year. So if they see enough from Mikola, you know, Bortuzzo's getting up there and, and he, he, he has obviously, uh, we love him in the uh, in terms of the quotes, uh, Robert Bertuzzo, uh, from our selfish uh, sports writer angle. But you know he's not the fastest. Uh, he's not the fastest skater. So, you know this this is a chance for uh, Miguel to to kind of stake his claim to uh, to uh, the future here.
2: Yeah, you know Jake Wallman's on the outside looking in, but uh, but the other question would be. Marco Scandella, you know, how is, what's going to happen with him? It's probably not at the top of his game over the past few weeks. And what do they need to do? You know, what is the, when Bortuzzo is healthy, is there a situation where he and Mikula both play, you know, but what is the, what is the Marco Scandella situation uh, with this team going forward? Well, he did make one nice move. He made a little dance move off the
0: right wing to get himself a shot. Didn't Mm -hmm. score, but I'm, I'm guessing JT, that's, that's nice, but that's not exactly the, uh, what the chief's looking for, for, uh, for Marco's minutes.
1: Yeah. And, uh, uh, they're just looking for him to be Mr. Solid, Mr. Uh, dependable. You, you see more and more and you see it with the, with the blues, uh, blue liners, uh, uh, skaters guys that can, uh, uh, that can skate. And if you were ranking the skating ability, uh, you know, one to eight, uh, you know Scandella would be 7 you know i guess Bartuzo 8 so uh, uh uh you know that that that's something to keep in mind as as we move uh forward i, I still think kind of the natural move they were going to make it would be just not to renew uh uh, uh Bortuzzo and and Scandella's been he's been better lately it looks like he's stabilized lately but they've they've cut down his minutes and 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 i don't have it in front of me how much he played uh, last night but he's been you know he had been Twenty, a little above twenty, and uh, he's been around fifteen these last—I don't know, maybe three games—and maybe that's where he's best, just as a fifteen-minute guy. Yeah, game guy.
2: Yeah, he was seventeen oh two last night. I think they, because of the lead, maybe they were able to do a better job of cycling guys, running guys through on a regular schedule, and there was far less power play time uh, than we'd seen in in previous games. So that was that—that uh, that was a good thing. But yeah, you know, you look at like Corsi numbers on him and he's generally below 50% uh, on his Corsi percentage. So um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't know that. I don't know that it was a very nice move by Scandella and, but I don't know that that's what the blues are paying him uh, the <laughs> money for on, uh, on drives to the net. Uh, the blues will be in a
0: rare point here. It appears uh, with any luck uh, here soon. Where they will pretty much be at full strength. You hate to say that, use that phrase because in the NHL, it's just one in a normal year, it's not that normal that you have everybody. And in a COVID year, it's just been insane with how many guys that are injured or on the COVID list. However, there's a, it appears that Brain Shed's close to returning and JT, um, an abundance of riches up front with all of these guys because at this point, they've, everybody has shown something. And, you know, you guys wrote, you know, you you talk about all the different things here lately that um, the potential for, for some of these combinations Um, I'm intrigued. So how do you see uh, Braden fitting in just about everybody else has done some, done something good here lately. Um, How's this going to shake out?
1: Well, uh, he's not just close according to He's very close. So I have the antennas up thinking maybe, on this two game trip, maybe uh, Saturday in Columbus, that we see Braden Shen back in the lineup. Uh, he was shooting the puck with, with some zip uh, yesterday in practice. Uh, he's been practicing with the team, but not, not doing a lot of the, uh, uh, not doing any of the uh, like the battle drills, the, the contact stuff. But uh, uh, I would say, and I hate to say this, since apparently you're close to buying that Clem Coston jersey, that it's either Clem or, or James Neal that's, that's out of the lineup uh, when, when he comes back and uh, you know how, Baruby he, he kind of likes, he kind of likes the veteran So I, I would think at least temporarily that uh, it might be Costin that sits and, and plus Neil has some, uh, some power play value on the second unit and is, is, uh, is good in front of the uh, net where you put him on the lines. Boy, that is a good question. Now let, let's go through the top three lines anyway. You sure like O'Reilly and Perron with Cairo that the, the, uh, the uh, Thomas Tarasenko, not now it's with Uchnevich that, that that's worked pretty well. Although Tarasenko has been a little quiet lately. And then you've got the identity line, which is, is doing great things, especially sod with Sunquist and, and Barbashev. And obviously you're not putting Braden Shen on your second line. So I, I'm not sure what, uh, what exactly uh, you do with Braden Shen, uh, your, your thoughts, Tom Timmerman. Yeah, uh, the, the the problem is created by
2: that that identity line by Saad and Sunquist and Barbashev that that's been, he likes that line. It's been a good line. Saad has, has done well, but those, you know, that's lines got guys that could fit on the fourth line. None of the other lines have fourth line guys, but you can put Sunquist or you can put Barbashev on the fourth line. And so there's a, as much as it would be, probably paying the to break up that identity line. You know, Shen is that kind of guy too, where you could put him into that juggle, you know, and then drop Barbashev uh, down maybe to the fourth line, because otherwise, I mean, you're not, you know, Kairu, Butch, Nevich, uh, none of those guys are fourth line guys. So I, I think the only way is you almost have to go to that identity line and say, well, it's going to be a new, We have a new identity. And you put Shen in there, you drop Barbashev down, and, and that enhances the fourth line. Sounds like, like a this... boy band,
1: a new identity. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, when you think about, you know, when, when the Chief was really feeling it
0: with his with his group, he had uh, you know, the two scoring lines. And then really when things, when life was at its best, you, you had just a dynamic, um, not so much an energy line, but a, but really an energy plus checking line that he could really lean on to protect leads or to to change tempo. And then what had been his third line, was just sort of a spot line where you would put those guys in with, you know, some offensive zone starts and kind of shelter them a bit. And and you really have a a two-way line, a pure scoring line, a checking slash energy line. And then your other line, which some days was a three, some days was a four, depending on the game, was more of a protected, you know, sheltered group. But now because Thomas is playing better and he's handling responsibility, you don't have to shelter him. you really it, you've created that that dynamic checking uh, slash energy line with the identity line, but can you really put Shen and Bozak on a on a fourth line and give them offensive zone starts and give them power play time and keep them happy? To Tom's point, I guess that's the it's the pleasant problem that you have because I do like the way Barbersheds playing. I do think he's earning his minutes, and you got to this team has to play some chief hockey, right? I mean, JT, mm. you just have to have some minutes out there where they're they're playing that. way.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I think the, uh, as we sit here right now, I, I think, yeah, you, you put, you put uh, uh, Shen on the identity line, and, and, and Sunquist goes on the, uh, on, on the fourth line, and, uh, like I said, probably Costin at least in the, in the short term, it, it oh. that, that seems to, uh, it that seems to, that uh, seems to, and he had a couple of uh, Jeff Gordon moments last night. A couple, a uh, couple uh, hits there uh, by by Coston. Uh, Costin. You, you know uh, Baruby's latest thing. I mean, for the longest time, it was, hey, you're not, uh, you're not uh, Connor McDavid. You're a power forward. You're a power forward. And he seems to be getting that. But now he, the latest talks to Costin are, hey you got to you got to make it uncomfortable for the other team and he does with some of those hits but he wants them to you know to be more aggressive offensively uh, make his presence felt out there drive the net uh you know set up in the slot and but again for 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 right now it, it looks like uh, Clem Kostin but as you said Jeff you know as much as we hate to even say it i mean sooner or later somebody's going to get hurt somebody's going to get covid these things kind of seem to uh uh, solve themselves. But for right now, that's not the case. Glenn
2: Costin uh, played six minutes and 42 seconds against Dallas. He, he had 11 shifts, but he drew three penalties in that game. The blues got six minutes of power play time, uh, because of Glenn Costin getting tripped or, or cross checked So, um, but yeah, you know, he's on that line where it's just, it's his minutes that they always, uh, that seem to disappear. James Neal, I think, though, has got to start doing a little bit more. And if Shen's back and they don't need Neal on the power play, maybe when things settle down, you know, Neal is there and they've shown no hesitancy to move him up on the lineup when needed. But, um, and he's, you know, if you're going to pick who's going to give you more offense in any situation, it's going to be Neal over Costen. But, you know, Neal's going to have to start showing something a little bit more uh, soon, I would think. And I was I
0: was watching my guy, and he uh, he came perilously close, Clem did, to making some mistakes that would have been easier for uh, the Chief to to uh, to uh, relegate him. And he had a couple of times where he's curling out with the puck out around the blue line where you're thinking, hey, dude, deep, get it deep. You're just you're – it's dangerous out there, big fella. But he generally was able to uh, walk the tightrope and then get the puck back in deep. But he has been caught playing a little bit out by the blue line with the puck, which is – flirting with danger. However, in, in fairness to my guy, and I haven't bought the sweater yet, but you know, he was right there in the slot for that redirect that, you know, from a Fox pass that you know, led to that weak side con- re- rebound conversion. So there was that. And but yeah. I, I, I'm still waiting for him just to go postal once just to get that, you know, just to have him pick up one of those uh, 40 minute uh, penalty uh, <laughs> shift, uh, uh, penalty minute shifts to just to, to cement his place on the team with the chief.
1: <laughs> it's there. It's lurking yeah. beneath the, uh, the surface, the, uh, the dark side of, uh, of, uh, uh, Klim you know, not that people can see us here on the net front, but if you, if you do make that purchase of the Jersey, we, 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 we got to see it. You gotta, you gotta wear it on the, uh, 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 uh on, on the net front. It, it's good. At least right now, We're, what are we, uh, uh, 18 games in the season at least he's playing every day he's not getting a ton of minutes but uh again uh you have to build uh you have to build trust it's good that he's getting some minutes but but and and we forget he's only 22 it seems like he's been around forever 22 or maybe he just turned 23 but uh uh you know we forget he's still uh he's still young in his uh career and and i don't think he's a guy that you want to uh uh you know have have you know, put him on ice uh, like uh, uh, Nico Mikola, You don't want to give him the Meeks treatment, you, you know. Uh, and he's 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 still waivers exempt, uh, isn't he? Uh, yeah, Tommy. So yeah, you they could, could yeah. set him down if you had to. I, oh. I, I'm sure they'd. I'm sure, they'd rather uh, they'd rather not do that, Jeff Gordon.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I the stat doesn't exist, but if there was the the numbers on um, pushes and shoves after the whistle. I think Clem Costin would would rate very highly in that one. Rates uh, pushes and shoves per sixty minutes. He would be very good because it does seem like uh, there's a lot of extracurriculars that he does. I mean, I'm amazed looking at his numbers. He's only had five penalties this season for the amount of times he, you know, cross checks a guy. You know, you know, along the boards, uh, he does that more than probably anyone. Especially given the time he has on the ice, uh, it's a, And he's always a guy that, when drawing penalties, I think is a guy that he has to be very careful not to then negate the penalty by swinging back at a guy and taking it out on him after okay. he gets hit. Cause people seem to hit him a lot. I mean, I think he also was kind of a magnet like in you know, for graphite sticks in, in his back, I think he gets hit a lot by opposing players.
1: Tom, we're going to put you in charge of that new stat. And, but let's narrow it down. Let's just call it third man in times. He's a third man into a scrum yes. as he was with Bozak. Maybe mm-hmm. you can yeah. track that for us. Maybe we
0: could just name it after Dallas Drake. And, yeah, uh, give Dalia a, a nod here because over the years, certainly one of his strengths. All right, last thing, guys, on the net front this time. Uh, this Blues team is trying to gain traction. They got the win. They beat the depleted Golden Knights. They put on a good show for the fans, but they need to get. They need to start building some victories. Uh, Jordan Bennington gets what a second win in, in a whole month. In this month, they they'll have him. They'll have a chance to use uh, Huso as well on this next stretch. Uh, they've got to put some points together and. I don't know if I would call anything an opportunity because, um, you know, <laughs> Detroit's won games. Uh, the, all these teams are, are winning some games, but but JT, they, they've got to start stringing some points together.
1: Yeah, they do. Are uh, You know, the, the rest of the division is slowly going to uh, pass them up, and uh, you make a good point, Jeff. This is a team that lost to the uh, feckless, I believe would be a Jeff Gordon word, the feckless Arizona Coyotes, so they're capable of – uh, of losing to uh, anybody, but you know, you get Chicago, you get you got the uh, the uh, the Red Wing, and, and 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 even you know, I mean Columbus, I mean they're they're okay, but they're not the Columbus of uh, two three years ago. Uh, uh, that that's one thing Blues teams have been able to do much more often than not is kind of win the games you're supposed to. We're still a little early in the season for teams to everybody's still kind of optimistic, but uh, you know, eventually teams lose hope and kind of realize uh, what they are. And we're we're still a little early for that. So, yeah, these games are dangerous. You, you go into the United center and, you know, Mark Andre Fleury has a, has a really good game. I mean, uh, you can lose what the first time they played him. It was, uh, it was, it was one zip.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Chicago's playing better since they've made, you know, their, their coaching change. Yeah. I was thinking about Detroit I was walking up to the arena in Dallas on saturday and as i'm crossing the street there's a guy in front of me wearing a blues jersey and it was a, a robbie fabry number 15 jersey and i'm thinking oh you know among the you know maybe if you if, if your name is fabry or you love the number 15 or whatever but gosh you know in the you know on, among jersey purchases that maybe didn't pan out as well as you'd hoped the the robbie fabry jersey may not have been uh, may not have been the buy yeah. Hey, you know, it's the holiday
0: season coming up. You can go ahead and get one that's more relevant. Just put it on the list. You know, maybe Santa will bring you a, maybe a Clem Costin sweater. Who knows, right? So uh, hopefully these fans can. It's always sad when people don't update their wardrobe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, because unless you're just being ironic. And with Robbie, that's probably just, oh, yeah, well, I was excited once and then it ended. But unless you're just picking up something really weird, you know, a real weird sweater, um, you know, uh, you show up with a Denny Felsner sweater uh, in Detroit. Denny's from the Detroit area. So if somebody could find a Denny Felsner sweater to wear, now that would be, that would be worth the effort. But uh, Robbie Fabry in Dallas, uh, well,
1: <laughs> anyways,
0: that'll do it for this edition of the net front. Thanks to Jim Thomas and Tom Timmerman. A reminder that uh, generally speaking, you can find all of our podcasts <laughs> on stltoday.com slash podcast. Uh, we have a lot of cool stuff up there. And hopefully uh, we will continue to do that. But until next time, make sure you have a good uh, a U.S. Thanksgiving, as they say in the NHL. Enjoy your uh, down here in the lower 48. Uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with some, some better news about my guy, Clem Costin. Until then, see ya.